0: Welcome to another episode of the Boundless Gamers podcast. My name is Mike, and uh, with me is my good buddy, as always, Jacques the French Tickler. How's it going, Jacques?
1: Uh, Pretty good. I am having you do the intro this week, because for some reason, I could just not work up the energy to do it.
0: He's having a brain fart
1: right now. <laughs> I really am. And also, I want to add that it is episode number 19.
0: Oh, yeah, see, I forgot. See, we all make mistakes.
1: And also, I would like to give out our socials, too, which are... I didn't
0: even get to do that part yet. I was going to get to that. See, I do it differently, Jacques. I do it differently. See, I mix it up. I mix it up. I wanted to see how you were doing, and then I was going to go into the socials, and then we go from there. But yes, you can uh, follow us at Ballast Gamers. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We would really appreciate it if you... uh, Give us a follow on each of those um, pages because we're still trying to grow our shit and we need your help to do that. We can't do it ourselves. We could do it ourselves, but that would require us like making fake accounts and all that. And yeah, we're not going to do that. So yeah, please help us out, guys. All right, Jacques, are you ready? Are you ready to take over now?
1: Yeah, I am ready, but, like, you did jumpstart me. Thank you. I appreciate that. But do you see how, like, just doing this intro just actually just wants to put you to sleep? It's so damn boring.
0: Yeah, I haven't done it in a while, so I'm a little rusty. And that was my first take. I didn't do multiple takes.
1: Uh, No, you did fine. You did really good.
0: All right, Jack, take over. I'm going in the co-pilot suit.
1: Yeah, that's right. Get back to your fucking position. I don't know why I just got so hostile. You were helping
0: me out. <laughs> do you want me to just leave? I mean, I could just leave. You can finish the podcast yourself.
1: Uh, well, no, don't do that. Maybe another day I'll do a solo podcast. Okay, so yeah, now I'm in the driver's seat. Um, we Let's see where this fucking thing goes. Okay, so yeah. um, <laughs> Yeah, so the first thing we're going to talk about is... uh. Did you see this, Mike, this, um, and I think it's Nvidia GeForce, uh, leak it, like somebody did like some data mine or something and uncovered some list. Cause like, I think GeForce is a streaming service or something. I'm not quite sure. Cause I'm not a PC gamer, but, um, yeah, it's so anyway, someone data mined this list of upcoming video games NVIDIA actually came out and confirmed that the list is real, but they said that it's all just speculative, like these aren't real games. But what is on this list is very, very interesting. Um So, I did you see this, Mike?
0: No, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is all new to me. I
1: am going to read this list off. Well, first I'll just read what NVIDIA said about it. They said... NVIDIA is aware of an unauthorized published game list with both released and or speculative titles used only for internal tracking and testing. So that's what they are saying. So they're saying inclusion on the list is neither confirmation nor an announcement of any game. NVIDIA took immediate action to remove access to the list. No confidential game builds or personal information were exposed. Alright, so yeah, now that we got all that jargon out of the way, let me get to this list, because this is the interesting part. So, on this list was God of War, Returnal, and Demon Souls for PC, which hmm. seems pretty reasonable, because we know PlayStation is putting a lot more titles on PC. So, next was GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas Remasters, which I'm pretty sure, didn't they confirm that already?
0: Ooh, I don't know if it was officially confirmed. I thought it was just a leak.
1: Okay, well, anyway, so the next one is uh, unannounced Xbox projects. They just have code names for them. But I think someone uncovered that one of them was, like, the new Fable. So we know that's happening. Um, And then the next one was fight for Middle-Earth and Injustice 3, Gods Will Fall.
0: There we go. That's the big one right there.
1: Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. There's more, Mike. You're going to be happy about one of these. So, Human, Fall Flat 2. That's another one. Total War 9. Halo 5 Guardians for PC. Which, that seems reasonable, but also, like, who cares? Uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled for PC. Uh, So, Bioshock 2022 which we already know that is coming final fantasy 7 remake for pc which has not been confirmed but there was an earlier uh leak like i don't know a few months back that said that um it was in another data mine and it showed in the code that both alan wake remastered and this were coming out so now we already know that the alan wake remaster is real so that adds a lot more credence to Final Fantasy VII remake coming to PC. Another one is Bayonetta 3 for PC. Uh, let's see, Crisis 4, which that seems reasonable since they just they're about to release the Crisis trilogy remastered. Kingdom Hearts 4. You know it took forever to get three out, but sure seems reasonable. Now here's here's the one that I was surprised about and really happy about: Hell Divers 2. <gasps>
0: i just gasped <laughs> i know i've been waiting for this oh please be real
1: i know because we wanted the ascent to be that and it wasn't and i did not think that they would make a sequel to hell divers 2 so if this is real and I, I really hope this is like a lot of these seem pretty legit um then these are coming over the next few years Let's see. I think another one on there was the Resident Evil 4 remake, which we already know it's not official, but we know that it's coming. It's there's been rumors everywhere that you know, people in the know know that this is happening and it could be coming in the
0: next couple of years. Yeah, it's just the next logical step. Like, why wouldn't they do that one?
1: So the, what what makes this interesting, though, is, you know, while a lot of this list could be placeholders. And I'm reading this off of Video Game Chronicles website, which is like a pretty reliable source. So GeForce, um, GeForce Now, which is NVIDIA's streaming service that this comes from, they have actually had a prominent role in game development throughout COVID with providing like remote access for uh, developers working at home and other services. So, that they definitely have had, like, a look at, like, behind-the-scenes shit that hasn't been announced. So, that's, for me, that adds, like, a little bit more credence to this. Yeah, definitely. It's not like they wanted this to get out. Like, this is just some person data mining. So, uh, yeah. But that, that's pretty much it. I just, uh I thought that was really, really interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, Helldivers and Justice 3. I'm happy to hear that there is an Injustice 3 looming around the corner, because there's been rumors that they're not working on one, but I don't believe that. Those same rumors have been saying they're just going straight to the next Mortal Kombat. I'm like, oh no, please, give me the next Injustice.
1: Yeah, with with like the uh, uncertainty of the whole like WB games, there's been the, you know, the rumors that they're trying to sell, you know, the uncertainty around like DC and all that. People are thinking that maybe they're skipping Injustice 3 for now and just going right for Mortal Kombat, especially with how popular it is with the movie just coming out recently and all that. But we, we, there's, we're there's, we definitely getting an Injustice 3 at some point. But uh, yeah, anyway, is there anything you wanted to talk about, Mike?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've decided I'm going to be getting two copies of Alan Wake Remastered because I want to support my boys over at Remedy. Now, if the PS5 version is a plus game next month, I'm still going to get two copies. I'm just going to randomly gift somebody on Xbox on my list who hasn't played the original Wake before. I got to put my money where my mouth is. Over the years, I've been saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to support whatever the next Wake thing that comes out. I will, you know, drop extra money on it and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going to actually do that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I I think I'm going to do the same because we waited for it long enough. And now that it's finally real.
0: And it's only thirty bucks, so buying both is like buying one game.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. I think I'm most interested to play it on PS5 just because of the dual sense features. But yeah, I will probably get it on um Xbox as well. Because I'm also curious, I replayed it recently within the last like year, and on the Xbox One S. So I am curious how if I play the remaster version on the same console, like then I'll really be able to see the differences. Yeah, so uh we'll go ahead and jump into what we're playing. I think you have like three games, so I think we'll go ahead and start with Deathloop for you because I'm sure people are excited to hear about that. Sure. And then you can just finish out like the other two games, and then I'll jump into my game, and then we can finish out with a game that we both played last night that we can't wait to talk about. So, all right, take it away with Deathloop.
0: Deathloop, all right. Let's see, I've played about three, four hours of this game. Um, one thing I want to mention right off the bat, Jacques, there's just too much reading in the beginning, like tutorial reading. This does this and this does that, and that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I want to know how to play the game, but then there's just too many boxes popping up.
1: I think, um, I think implementing tutorials to not make them noticeable is really an art in and of
0: itself. Yeah, I like when they implement it into the game, story of the game yeah exactly if it's done right the uh bad version of that is assassin's creed 3 i love that game but the first hour is just banging on your head tutorial in the story it's it's so obvious i'm like oh my god
1: boy boy dude do we have a tutorial to talk about in a little bit oh (laughs) yes yes but yeah continue
0: Um, so far i'm really liking the game it's It's got some great stealth in it. The guns feels pretty cool. The dual sense features is really nice in this game. Every step you take, you can feel it in the controller. The guns feel really nice on the triggers. uh the story is well well, if you don't know the the main story is just about two assassins stuck on an island in this time loop, and one wants to stay there and doesn't want to leave and the main character you play as he wants to get out of it. he's trying to break the loop. And the chick is trying to stop him. And yeah, that's all I'll say about the story. Uh, But yeah, it kind of feels like Hitman Jacques, you know, trying to figure out, okay, like where are they going to be? And I got to find more intel and the, the, this intel will help me in the next uh, loop and all that. I got to play a little bit more of this game before I really get deeper into the mechanics with you guys. There's still a lot more I need to see, so This is just very, very early impressions, but so far, I'm really, really liking it. I know some people are sick of the whole time loop thing. You had 12 minutes, there's Returnal, and then you have games like Dead Cells where you got to start back at the beginning and start all over, but Loop isn't really like that too much. Yes, there is a loop, and it goes back to the beginning, sort of, but, Jock, you can actually speed up the time in it. And a lot of the intel you got from the previous loops carries over nicely. It doesn't feel like 12 minutes where, oh, I gotta do this and, this and this and this and this and this again. Every loop feels very different. So thank God for that.
1: I think the more you go on, too, can't you select a starting point, depending on how far you've gotten?
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. When you can advance the time and all of that, you can go to the evening or at night. As if there's like a specific uh, mission you have to do but it doesn't show up until the nighttime. you can speed it up. And you, can, you don't have to do a bunch of other bullshit to get there. Yeah, I really don't know what else to say about the game right now because I'm only three hours in. I, I, I just need more time with it. But my first impressions is very positive, except for that tutorial bullshit.
1: Yeah, this game's been getting like nines and tens across the board. I, I figured it would do well, but I, I am definitely pleasantly surprised because i was kind of on the fence of whether i would play this or not but i think i definitely will try it eventually
0: the dual sense really enhances the gameplay and i know this is eventually going to come over to xbox like probably a year from now but by then everybody's going to be moving on to other games and they're going to yeah that getting that one year exclusivity deal is very very uh powerful if people really want to play deathloop they're going to go get a PS5 to play this game, if they can get a PS5.
1: Yeah, that's the big if. It's it's kind of hilarious, though, that this game is probably going to be up for Game of the Year, and it is a PlayStation-timed exclusive made by a Microsoft-owned
0: studio. (laughs) Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, this was a deal that was made before Microsoft acquired Bethesda, and Microsoft had to honor that deal. They couldn't break that contract they made. We're going to be getting one more, too.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say Ghostwire Tokyo next year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, like, what other games have you been playing?
0: Sonic Colors Ultimate. I beat it. it took me six hours. It's a Sonic game. Not a whole lot I could say about this. It's part of the modern Sonic game, so if you're familiar with Sonic Generations, Sonic Forces, Sonic Boom... Don't worry, it's better than Sonic Boom and Forces. Those games are trash. It's the Sonic Adventure kind of style of gameplay. Which I'm not a big fan of. And I know I'm going to piss some Sonic fans off right now. But Sonic Adventure, the, the original one, that was the worst thing that happened to the Sonic franchise. When they made that game, they're like, oh, we could do all kinds of crazy shit with Sonic. We could have him run around here in a 3D environment and all that. Like, oh, God. Most of the time, it just doesn't work in those games. And especially in the old Sonic Adventure games. If you go back and play those now, they don't hold up at all. Sonic was at its best when it was just a side-scrolling game. But anyway, let's go back to Sonic Colors. Yeah, it was originally on the Nintendo Wii back in 2010, I think. They did a good job porting it over. They up-res the graphics a little bit. The cutscenes still look like Nintendo Wii cutscenes. And another thing about the cutscenes is they didn't boost the audio. It's very, very low. And I I thought it was my headset or my settings, but it wasn't. The cutscenes are just extremely low. I don't know what's up with that. The main story is just Dr. Robotnik build an amusement park in space and Sonic and Tails go check it out. They don't think he's uh, being honest and nice. Like He's trying to make it look like he's turned over a new leaf, but they know he's full of shit. You know the rest. He's bad. He's doing bad shit. Sonic's got to stop him. The end. (laughs)
1: where would you rank this game in the pantheon of sonic games
0: i'd put it over sonic boom and sonic forces and sonic the hedgehog from 2006 that terrible 360 game it's a billion times better than those but i still think sonic generations is probably the the best one when it comes to these kind of sonic games that's the one you're going to want to play it's from the ps3 and 360 generation go play it Highly recommend it. I really
1: don't like Sonic, so I'm just like nodding along, like, huh?
0: You don't like the old G Sonic games, Chuck? You don't like uh, the Sega Genesis ones?
1: So I think like the only Sonic games I've ever played, I owned Sonic the Hedgehog, I want to say two for Sega Genesis, and I liked them as a kid. But, you know, as I grew up, I just never kept up with it. I did own. I don't know, it must have been Sonic Adventures. Whatever one was on Dreamcast.
0: Sonic Adventures.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I felt the same as you. I'm like, I prefer the side-scrolling Sonics. Um, But even then, I just, I don't really connect with Sonic that much. You're a Mario guy, that's fine. Yeah, I'm a Mario fan that, like, has not played a Mario game in years, but I still love the little Italian plumber.
0: Yeah, not everybody likes Sonic, I get it. He has a rough career. There's a lot of bad games, but there's some good ones.
1: Alright, um, so did you want to talk about Lost Planet 3 further? Because you talked about it last week. I don't know if you wanted to put a little cap on
0: it this week. Sure, why not? Yeah, I beat the game, and the third act's kind of weak, and I expected that. At the end of the day, still had a good time with it. It was fun. The final boss fight's a little disappointing. There's no crazy Godzilla monster fight. Aww. I was expecting something like that. No. You fight a mech. Not even
1: Mecha Godzilla. Damn.
0: Nah, nothing like that. So Lost Planet 1 and 2 are better when it comes to boss fights. But when it comes to the story, I think the third game beats the other two. I think the second game has a terrible story. It's barely there. In the first game, it's so forgettable. I'm not saying the third game has this amazing story, but it, it just seems like they tried more with that one. But that's it. I don't really have anything else to say about it. All right, so uh, I
1: played, uh, which I talked about it last week, uh, the Evil Within. I have completed it. Mm. Yeah, for the most part, I I really like the game. It's uh, it's it's feels a lot like the old Resident Evils because obviously Shinji Mikami did both. So it's got that that feel. Um it feels a little bit like Silent Hill too with kind of the the atmosphere and the world and you know just kind of the dreamlike state that the game feels like you're in. Now I do have a few complaints. I think that the pacing is a little bit off because I feel like with um I especially the last third man I was raging so hard at this game through the last third, I don't think I've ever said aloud, I hate this game so much with any game before. <laughs> and I don't hate the game, but I was just getting so mad. Um And a lot of it is just all the fucking traps and shit they put all over the place. I think it's a little excessive. <laughs> uh, there's this one particular instant that I did not like at all because... Well, I'll just go ahead and say what it is. So you're there, you're, there into this room where there's just a fuck ton of traps and you got to kind of maneuver around this area like a little maze. So there's, the, there's this one part where like a zombie or whatever you call them. I don't know. They're basically stand-ins for zombies. It's like laying on the ground and you can burn bodies in this game to make sure they're completely gone. They can't get back up. So I, I go over to this body and I'm like, Uh, I better just burn this so it doesn't get in my way while I'm maneuvering these traps. So I go to burn it and that makes me automatically stand up and a fucking spike trap comes down from the ceiling and hits, kills me instantly. (laughs) Uh... And I was like, this is 100% a troll by the developers. It's almost like a fuck you for playing our game, which really pissed me off because it's not playing fair it's It's one thing if you do it just for lulls like once, but they do this shit like all over the game and it's sort of like um the Dark Souls games. that's what I get pissed off partially about those is they'll purposely troll the player like they'll lure you in somewhere to your death. And I'm just like that that's that might be funny for the developers, but it has no place in the game at all. Because it's really, it's not teaching you anything. It doesn't help you at all. It's just basically a, a fuck you, ha ha ha. So I died a lot in this game. And that's, that's not the problem, because I don't mind dying. Like, it's, of course, in games you're going to die. You're going to learn from your mistakes. But th- there's just times like that where I was like, that's just unnecessary.
0: How many times did you die with the safe head, man?
1: Oh, um, not that many, actually. Because a lot
0: of people had issues with that.
1: Well, I told the story last week, the one I died there, um, where I shot him with like an explosive arrow and he ran right at me and blew me up. (laughs) Um, He's very cool looking, though. I I love his design. Silent Hill. Yes, feels like it. He, He feels like a pyramid head stand in. And even more so towards the end of the game, they do this thing where you fight like two of them. And that is definitely a nod to the end of Silent Hill 2 where you have to fight two pyramid heads. And that fight was a little nerve-wracking. Uh, yeah, you're aware of Laura, right? The spider lady who doesn't like fire? Yeah. I fucking hate that bitch.
0: Oh, man, yeah, getting her into the furnace area, oof. Not easy. Not easy.
1: That was the one part where I fucking was about to lose my goddamn mind cuz I did it so many times and I refused to quit. But I was I was getting delirious cuz I had to do it so many and it starts you back at the beginning each time you fail. Mhm. Cuz there's certain the thing about this game, there's certain parts where it's like they don't really tell you what to do. There's parts where you have to have quick reactions. It it almost is like set up to where you're going to fail a bunch of times before you learn. So I'm sure that's probably part of the game design. I am not a fan typically of that type of game design because I don't like doing things over. Like, I don't care if it has to be easier. Like, I typically play my games on the normal difficulty. So it's just like whatever the the baseline difficulty the developers wanted you to play on. So that's what I did here. But yeah, it's just, I think I died. My final tally was like 68 times or something, 68 deaths. Um, And I think I completed the game at around 20 hours. For the medium difficulty, that's about the average, from what I understand. Um, It is a very long game, longer than I thought. I actually think it's too long. That kind of goes into the the
0: pacing issues I have. One of my biggest issues with the game. It's way, way, way too long.
1: Yeah, it is. A lot of it's unnecessary, too, because they could easily cut out some shit or shorten it. You just don't need it to go on that long, because it's not really progressing the story a lot of the time it's just like oh we're, we're in this like dream world where like you're you're chasing you trying to catch up to this this boy leslie and and it's like oh a fucking boss is in your way like it's just that over and over and over and over and over and over again for 15 chapters they definitely could have shortened it and some of the chapters man you'll take on like two or three bosses it's like crazy sometimes so yeah, that was getting. So yeah, and there's a lot of little annoyances like that, but like overall, I would say the the art direction is probably one of my favorite things about this game, and a lot of that is uh, due to Akumi Nakamura, I think her name is, which you'll remember her from that Bethesda conference like a few years ago, where she's like this bubbly, like you know she the, she was like an internet sensation because I no I've. Kind of developed a little bit of a crush on her after reading up on her a little bit. Because <laughs> she is, uh, she's Shinji Mikami's protege, you know, basically. She was, um, so she did like the, she led the art on this game. And yeah, like the, the designs of the, the monsters and just the world and stuff. I think that is a strong point. Yeah, so she actually was directing, she was the creative director of Ghostwire Tokyo originally. And she left, like, a couple years ago. She left the studio, and I believe it's because she got pregnant. So, and I think she's doing her own thing now, like, her own studio. Um, So I, I'm not sure who's directing Ghostwire Tokyo now. I don't know if Shinji Mikami took over or somebody else. Anyway, that's a little side tangent. Uh, Let's
0: see, what else? I really like the nurse character in that game. Just creeped me the hell out the entire time. Yeah,
1: no, she did, because she would just, like you be standing there and say something kind of like catch you off guard. Yeah, there's a lot of shit I still don't quite understand about the story, like her, like that whole area. I'm sure if I really, you know, dug deep I could figure shit out better, but the the story's cool. It's definitely engaging. I think that's a, a positive of it. Um like I said, they could tighten it up a little bit. I think that okay, so here, I'm gonna finish out by just getting into my little annoyance with uh tendencies of Mikami. I-, I never noticed this before until someone brought this up, but he ends all of his games pretty much with you shooting the monster with a rocket launcher.
0: Wait, what? what? Really?
1: Yes, it's a signature know that. of his now. And I went back into all the Resident Evils that he directed, and I was like, holy shit, you're right. Oh, you're
0: right. Yeah, Resident Evil 4, at the end you fire a rocket at that, oh my god. Yeah, Resident
1: Evil 4, Resident Evil 1, that's how you kill Tyrant, Resident Evil 2, that's how you kill, um, uh, Mr. X. Sorry if you haven't played these, (laughs) Those kind of spoilers, but... Ah, that's fine. Resident Evil 3, um... I think you shoot Nemesis with a rocket or something. No, it's a rail gun. It's not a rocket, but it's basically like the same concept. You've a giant gun. Uh like you said, Resident Evil 4, you shoot the fucker with the rocket. It's and it's a special red tipped rocket. It all it always goes into like a cinematic shot of the rocket going into them. And so I think Resident Evil 4 might have been the last like one that he directed. Um Resident Evil five, Wesker, Rocket. From the helicopter, it's like the, the It's like all the people that took over from Akami wanted to just continue to do this. Like I don't know if it's an homage or what. Resident Evil Six, Leon's campaign—you shoot it with a rocket launcher.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. This is absurd. This is really absurd. So every game he makes going forward is he's he's, he's going to be like, all right, how am I going to end this? Oh, I know. Gotta use the rocket again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Spoiler alert for the Evil Within ending. Uh, he you shoot the the monster with the rocket launcher. Yeah, you
0: know, aren't you like pinned to something and you can't move and you have like two or three rocket shots left and you have to like perfectly aim it at the, yes. the creature.
1: This whole end sequence was fucking annoying. So initially, I was hoping that it's see because you basically go through a, which another pet peeve of mine is the the end of games where it's like the the enemy gauntlet. You face every enemy you ever face throughout the game, one after another, in, like, an arena. And look, I know this game came out in, like, what, 2014? It's not real old, but it's it's got some dated game design. So I was hoping, once I got to the end end, I'm like, I really don't want to do a final, traditional boss battle against Ruvik. And and I did, and we didn't. Now, at first I was happy, I was like, okay, good. But we we got this big cinematic... Finale, which I actually kind of made me wish we had a traditional boss fight with him, because I really just did not like this ending. So the whole game is like very, very survival horror. It's like tense. There's there's dread throughout it. That is the tone. But for some reason, at the end of the game, he always wants to turn this shit into like an action game. But the mechanics, I don't feel, are set up well enough for that. No, they're not. Like, the fucking whole, the giant, like, 60-foot spider chase through the city. What the fuck was that? Why, Makami? Just, why can't you just have the tone be the same throughout the whole thing? I don't want this crazy action shit, okay? Like, that would be like, I'm trying to think, I don't know, let's, let's pick a horror movie, The Exorcist. Like, one of the most well regarded horror movies, right? It, it's just the same thing. It's like a, a very slow-paced, building up the tension throughout the movie. That would be like, at the end, you're just like, the father is like, you know what? This exorcism shit's not working. How about a rocket launcher? And he just pulls out a rocket launcher and shoots Reagan. Like, that's what that's like. It's just so out of nowhere. You're just like, why?
0: Jacques, not to cut you off, I think you're really going to like one of the expansions now. Because let's just say there's not a lot of action in it. It's the one with the um the chick. I, I forget her name in the... Uh,
1: the assignment, uh, uh, Julie Kidman. Yes.
0: I think yeah. I think you're gonna like that one.
1: So I, I know I'm bitching a lot, so I don't want to make you sound like I didn't like this game. I, I'm just getting like my criticisms out of the way. But overall, I really, really like this game. Um, so much so that I went ahead and bought the season pass for it, and I go. think I'm gonna jump into that next. Yeah, because I, I I was finished with the Evil Within, and despite all my complaints here, I'm like, man, I want to play some more Evil Within right now. So, I mean, that says it all, really. That's, like, my final verdict. I, I I love it. I can't wait to... I don't know what it is. I just love Shinji Mikami horror games, despite some of their flaws. I put him up there with, like, Kojima as far as le- living legends in the gaming industry. Without Resident Evil, man, I don't know if Survival Horror would be what it is today, so, um, this, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say, because I went on long enough, so... <laughs> I don't want it to be another like Blair Witch where I go on like twenty five minutes. <laughs> I could do it. Don't don't dare me, guys. I will do it. But uh, yeah. So moving on. Uh, me and you both played uh, Surgeon Simulator two last night.
0: God, I hated it. I'll just say that I hated it. I absolutely hated it. But I'll let Jock start first.
1: So yeah, me and Mike loved the first Surgeon Simulator. Great game, really fun to play with a friend. But the only flaw was it did not have. Multiplayer, like we had to play through share play on the local screen. So, this one added multiplayer, but we never got to that point. And by the way, this is on Game Pass, brand new released on Game Pass. I think the game's been out on PC for a bit, but it's brand new to Game Pass. Remember, we were talking about tutorials earlier, just a few minutes ago, and how how bad they uh, can suck. Mm -hmm. This has one of the worst tutorials I've ever seen in a game. God-awful. It is so bad. It's it's like, so you're going through the the opening, and mind you, they've turned this into, like, a 3D, like, you can walk around and shit. Like, it's 3D environment. Because the old one was just you're hovering over a table with hands, like Operation, the, the board game. This one you can walk around, which did not do it any favors, because, so you'll just have, like, tutorials on the wall, like circle is crouch and X is jump, And you do all these simple tasks at first, and you finally make it to the operating room. And then they they want you to take off this guy's leg, yet they don't tell you the the more advanced controls, like that you have to hit L1 to, like, reach your arm and to actually be able to grab fucking anything. So we're just sitting there like, how do you grab his leg? It's your arm's too short. So we kind of had to just figure this out ourselves.
0: You think they would tell you this right at the beginning? That should have been one of the first things. Oh, yeah, you could extend your arm and rotate it by holding this button down and doing that. Yeah. No, you don't get that. No. Just here. You jump with A. You crouch. All right. You're good to go. So, yeah, just cutting the guy's leg off. It's way too... I don't want to say complicated. Because the first person you operate on isn't complicated. Like, what they want you to do. They just want you to make a little incision on the leg then you can just grab it pop it off throw it in the wastebasket, and then put a new leg on not too difficult once you figure out how to move the arm around when you get to the second dude that's when it becomes a whole other thing and it's a huge massive flaw here I'll I'll just walk you through it you walk in the room they tell you to stab him with the red syringe okay you stab him with the red syringe to stop the bleeding now It tells you to cut his arm off, and it shows you the line on his uh, shoulder. It's like, okay, cut right here. So I get the uh, handsaw, go over to his shoulder, and I start, you know, hacking away at it. Not coming off. All right, all right, let me try from this angle. Nope, let me try from this angle. No, okay, what if I come in at this angle and tilt my arm just underneath his... No, that doesn't work either. What the hell am I doing wrong? I, I don't get it. Like I'm I'm per- on the line. I'm perfectly on the line. It was not this complicated in the original game. Sure, the controls were weird and all that, but you know, that's part of the fun. But, but you could still do like precision cuts here and there and and, and, get, and do what you want have to do and without too much fuss. But with this game, I, I'm just like I'm just like my hands are in the air. I'm like, "What do you want me to do?" I've done everything. Does it want me to hold, like, four or five buttons down or something? I don't know. The game's not telling me. I just gave up. I'm like, I'm I'm done. Deleted the game. Had enough of it. So we were not able to get to the multiplayer section. So yeah, the game forces a tutorial on you, and you can't go back to the main menu. So if you want to restart or something, you're going to have to close the game out and boot it back up. It's just a pain in the ass. So after we beat the game, we went on the Xbox store to check out some of the reviews, and my god, it was overwhelming. It has a 1.6 out of 5, and everybody is just trashing this game, saying the same shit we're saying.
1: It's not even that it's hard, it's just poorly made. It's just, now I don't know if it's better on PC but on, at least I was on the Xbox One, Mike was on the Series X. And for me on the Xbox One, it took over a minute to for the first load to get to the screen. I thought it like froze. For Mike, it took like 25 seconds on a Series X, which is a mm-hmm. long time, you know, when games load up within seconds. And yeah, we couldn't even make it to the actual game because it was just so bad. And some of these uh, reviews, I cannot find the reviews. I'd have to boot up the Xbox, but I'm not going to do that. But I just know uh, everyone had the same issues that we did. Uh, Like, one of the, uh, I know one of the reviews said, this game makes me want to control-alt-delete my life. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember some of the other ones, but it was just, it was horrible. Like, one said playing with poop was more fun. Uh, Just, yeah, just horrid stuff. So, yeah, avoid this game like the plague. It's, man, this, this is so disappointing after coming off the first one.
0: Get it off Game Pass. Get that shit off Game Pass, Microsoft. It should not be there. It doesn't deserve a spot. Kick it off. I'm so sad. I I love the first game, and they they just ruined it. They overcomplicated everything.
1: All right, so let's move on to our topic of the show, which is going to be the Sony Showcase. Finally, we're getting around to it. (laughs) Uh, Our predictions last week after the fact... Uh, we're mostly way off the mark, but now we're actually having seen the showcase. We're gonna go over the showcase itself, which actually was a pretty damn good showcase. Yeah, yeah. I think Sony really knows how to do these things. I wish more um developers and publishers would uh, take note of how they do things. Um, now they weren't. It wasn't perfect, but it's it's probably one of the better showcases this year. Other than, like, I think probably Xbox's E3, that that was really good, but that was also very long. Like, I appreciated that Sony kept it at a nice 40 minutes. That's all you need. You know, no, not a lot of filler, other than that uh, intro,
0: which while it was cool looking, unnecessary, I think. Oh, no, I hated that. That that live action section sucked. When they show that, I'm like, oh, no, this is not a good way to start the show, it was unnecessary and a waste of money.
1: So apparently, like, people are seeing all kinds of Easter eggs in that part.
0: Yeah, Uncharted and a few other things.
1: Yeah, and yeah, some of them you don't know if people are just kind of stretching it a bit, but I've seen, like, a Silent Hill reference. Someone was saying there was, like, a little handheld radio that was just, like, a Silent Hill game. I can't even remember the other ones, but it's possible. That that would be cool if they hid shit in there. Um, But, yeah, let's go ahead and go on move on and get to the show so the the very first game mike that was shown off was the star wars knights of the old republic remake
0: i have the baby lotion right here and i'm about (laughs) to use it i didn't expect this Uh, well i we expected the announcement eventually all the rumors and the people in the in the industry who have contacts and stuff they're saying yeah this game is, is being made like it's, it's gonna get announced at some point but i was not expecting it in the playstation showcase at all so when i saw the aspire logo and then lucas games i'm like oh shit this is nice to see the public i flipped out because me and jacques were uh messaging each other on messenger while watching the show and i was just typing gibberish and sending it to him like i was stunned I was, yeah. and then <laughs> i saw the the black silhouette in the background I'm like oh i know who that is i'm sure there's people watching it Completely clueless, but I, I knew immediately, I'm oh like, that's my boy Revan back there.
1: It was like you were drunk and just punching your keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just read today, too, that they are actually bringing back some of the old voice actors. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, you, you heard Jennifer Hale's voice in the trailer. She plays Bass Sean.
1: Yeah, she's coming back. Uh, they haven't specified the other ones coming back, but I'm sure you could probably guess who they are.
0: Do you remember Caden from Mass Effect Jacques? That guy's voice? He does Carfonassia in Nice Old Republic. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in this.
1: I hope he's a hell of a lot less boring in that.
0: Carfonassia is okay. I mean, he's all right. There's some KOTOR fans who absolutely love him. I'm not one of them, but yeah, I mean, he's better than Caden. You know, I'll say that.
1: Yeah, Caden sucks. I'm sorry for all you Caden fans. <sighs> Always kill Caden. That's the best option. I think most people probably killed Caden because, like Ashley, does have like a cool story throughout the trilogy. Yeah, she like don't... she gets better, and she's a racist, but she she comes around though. She gets better. We're talking about the Mass Effect trilogy. If anyone's lost out there, what we're talking about
0: now when they showed the Kotor trailer off, that that wasn't the big surprise. That wasn't the big surprise. The big surprise came out a little bit later after the show, and that's when we found out. It's going to be a timed exclusive for, well, we don't know how long, but I'm assuming a year. That's usually how these deals go. So it's not going to be coming to Xbox, which is shitty because it started on the original Xbox. Yeah. It was a console exclusive back in 2003 with Microsoft.
1: I don't really have a problem, but I, I can get the anger. It's, it's you know, it started on Xbox, so yeah, now that's it's... It's, it's going to come over there eventually, but yeah, it's that, that would be it makes it worse too that the ps5 is so scarce like even if you wanted to get one but i I think it's time we need to start moving on you know like leave the ps4 in the past i want to see the 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 the, the system the ps5 be able to take full advantage of all the shit inside and really show off its power and I, i think some of these games are being held back right now like uh horizon forbidden west god of war is probably gonna be on ps4 that's gonna be held back
0: no, it is going to be on PS4. I double-checked the other day. It's coming to PS4.
1: So I'm glad we're starting to see, like, exclusive PS5 games, because there's there's a few more, too, that they showed in the show, because I think this, this showcase was primarily about the PS5.
0: There's just one more quick thing I want to say about KOTOR that we can move on, Jock. They didn't give us a year, but I'm telling you right now, that game is probably going to come out in 2023, because... The original KOTOR game came out in 2003, so it's going to be the 20th anniversary. I'm sure they're shooting for 2023, but it's probably going to be like holiday 23 to give them more time.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if they're early on, but they're definitely not far along on this because they said it'll be a while before we see anything else. So 2023 seems to make sense. All right, uh, let's see. And moving on. Next, we had Tiny Tina's Wonderland's it's Borderlands with a different coat of paint on it. It looks cool, I guess. Uh, Ashley Birch is returning to voice Tiny Tina. I might play it eventually. I'm not super excited about it, but I don't know. It's just more Borderlands, basically. I think there's been enough Borderlands games, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I'm not a Borderlands fan. So, Jacques, when this game comes out, that's all you. I <laughs> will be playing it.
1: I'm not even, like, a huge Borderlands fan. Like, I like the franchise. But like I said, I think I'm kind of tired of it. Even though I have Borderlands 3 on my system, who knows when I'll ever get around to it. So, let's see. And next, we, we discussed it earlier in the show, but Alan Wake remastered. We are both just fucking so happy about this.
0: Yeah, They dropped the date in this uh, trailer. I mean, it was leaked before. It was October 5th was the leak, but they confirmed it in the trailer. October fifth, that's when the game's coming out.
1: Yeah, it's that's coming up really soon. And uh like, you know, I like I said, I replayed it recently, but I'm going to replay it again with all the upgrades. And I don't Mike, it's I don't think you've played it since you originally played it, right?
0: I played it briefly on my PC just the first uh chapter. But that's it. I haven't played the entire game since like two thousand eleven or twelve. It's gonna be a nice treat. Going back to this game with a fresh new paint job on the PS5 with the DualSense features. Can't wait. It's going to be great.
1: Yep, and it's only going to be 30 bucks. so if you've never played Alan Wake, this is the perfect place to jump in because Alan Wake 2 is definitely coming within the next few years. So yeah, this, this will uh, ease you into the series. And also, I mean, if you haven't played Control, check that out too because... The second DLC uh, features Alan Wake and kind of is a little continuation from this game. So you might even want to check that out, too. All right. Uh, let's see. And one one day, Mike, I think we need to talk about, I don't know if it could be a, maybe not a topic, but at some point, I think we need to like just discuss the Remedy universe.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. I want to do that.
1: Because we were having a long combo last night. And it got pretty interesting, like places, what we think is happening with the stories and how they can interact, and yeah, I think we need to have that conversation on the podcast someday. Okay, so next we had the game called Forspoken, which has been showed off before. It used to go by the codename Project Athia, but they, this is the first time they've really showed the game off with gameplay and all that. I, I personally think it looks really good. I want to play it, so... It's like, you know, just a girl in, like, modern-day New York who somehow gets transported to another world or a different Earth or something, and there's, like, magical abilities and all that. So it's kind of like a fantasy, I guess. And um, it is written by... Well, it's not written, because I just heard Gary Whitta recently on a uh, kind of funny podcast. He wrote Rogue One, the Star Wars movie. And he's done other shit, too, like Book of Eli... So he said, he, even though it says he has a writing credit on this, he said that he didn't actually do any writing. He was mostly, like, a concept world builder guy. Okay. And the same can be said for Amy Hennig, who also did the same with this game. And she's famous for creating the Uncharted series. So you got some heavy hitters right there, like, building out this world. And then there's, like, a couple other co-writers that actually wrote the bulk of it. Uh, So I I assume it's going to be, like, some pretty... Decent writing, and like the, I mean, it looks great graphically, like the the particle effects were fucking Mm -hmm. incredible on this.
0: I'm not a fantasy guy, and I'm excited for this, so they're doing something right.
1: It's like a little spin, it's kind of like you get the modern day part with New York, and then it's, she gets transported, so it's almost like a Harry Potter kind of thing.
0: Yeah, got modern day stuff, a little sci-fi, and then you get transported into this fantasy world, and it's a lot going on in it. And you know, every once in a blue moon, Jock, I do like a fantasy game. It's very rare, but you know, it happens. <laughs> this might be the next one.
1: Also, um, Janina Gavankar is voicing that villain that we saw at the end.
0: I thought that voice sounded familiar.
1: Yeah, she. she yeah, you can tell she's got a distinctive voice. She. Uh, she voiced Aidan Versio in the uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two campaign, and she's been on True Blood and other things. Um, let's see. So. <laughs> Next, Mike, ah, we got more GTA Five. Jesus Christ! Can we just stop
0: GTA Five coming to PS Five and Series X free upgrade? Okay, let's move on.
1: <laughs> so I get why they had it because it was supposed to come out at the end of this year, but it got delayed till March of next year. But it's like, man, this wonder. This game came out in, what 2013?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like eight years ago. 360 PS3.
1: This is the third generation of consoles that this is going to be on i get the game is popular but like can we just stop showing trailers of this we, we know what is in this game <laughs> if you have it's sort of like skyrim if like you haven't played those by now you're probably not going to
0: yeah i've seen michael and trevor enough i love trevor i think that's a great character but I've, i'm done i'm just done with gta 5 i'm just done with it give me six give me the next one
1: yeah and that is in development well yeah, I sent you that video, that little video, um there was like a guy, some YouTuber or something or Twitch, his reaction to this.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny.
1: He's just like as soon as it pops up, he's like, No, no, I don't wanna go back.
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: it's anyway. GTA five. Yay.
0: Jason's happy, but that's about it.
1: yeah sorry jason if i don't want to make it sound like we're shitting on it even though we kind of are
0: but it's a great game but man i'm done with it i'm just done with it give me a new one yeah
1: that's the thing like i loved it when it came out like we had so much fun with the online um i love the multiplayer the uh single player was great yeah it's a a great game it's just it's it's fucking been out for eight years over three console generations (laughs) give it a break come on Okay, so yeah, anyway, next was Ghostwire Tokyo, which I talked about earlier, Uh, you know, it's from Tango Gameworks. Uh, This is that other game besides Deathloop. It's technically, now that Microsoft owns Bethesda, it is a Microsoft-published game. They already had a deal in place with Sony before this deal, so it is going to be a timed exclusive on the PlayStation. Probably a year, sort of
0: like Deathloop. That's that's our guess. You'd think, but with Final Fantasy VII, Jacques, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, the, the remake, it's been well over a year now, and it's still not on Xbox.
1: That is true. It's probably going to come... I see, I wonder, because it's probably coming to PC, for sure, so I wonder if it's going to be released at the same time on Xbox. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out eventually. But uh, yeah, anyway, they showed off more of this game. Not really. We didn't really learn much more. It's just kind of just showing a little bit more of it, which to me it looks pretty cool. Um, it definitely. I, I was complaining with Evil Within about like how it's mostly survival horror, and at the end it's sort of more actiony. I think with this game, they're just being upfront that this is more action focused, mm-hmm. which I'm happy about. It's going to have like horror elements, but it's definitely more action based because. It almost looks Bioshock-y, where it's like first person, and you have these powers, and once again, with Tango, Gameworks, I think their art is awesome. I think the world looks really cool. I'm looking forward to playing this. What about you?
0: Yeah, the story looks very interesting. Like, what the hell happened to Tokyo? Like, why? how did it get to this state? It's wild. It looks really crazy. I I like all of the uh, character designs, and I love that scene when they're outrunning the fog. Was it a fog or something they're outrunning? Yeah, it's
1: like some kind of... I think it's purple, maybe some kind of purple fog that it seems like it makes people disappear.
0: Yeah, so Tokyo is down the shitter in this game. <laughs> it's completely taken over by these uh evil entities.
1: To me, it almost seems like they're going to try to do some kind of techno-supernatural story where it's like, you know, ghosts and demons and shit um are kind of traveling through... Like the, the wires, like, you know, electricity and there's probably going to be some kind of parallel drawn to where, like, we're so wrapped up in our technology these days. It's almost like we're ghosts. ghost, you know, like we barely right. interact with each other. That's kind of the vibe I get. And I think it's cool, like the main, I don't know if it's going to be the main villain, but the, he had like that mask on it that kind of looked like an Oni. So I like that aesthetic and Tokyo, just the city is beautiful. So I can't wait to explore Tokyo and all the, the, the high definition graphics and, and yeah, it's, it's going to be super cool. Um, And I think that, yeah, that comes out. I don't know if they were, uh, officially announced a date, but I know it's next year. Sony's got a lot of games coming next year. shit <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it might even be spring of next year, which spring of 2022 is looking packed because all the games that were delayed this year just are landing in that spot. So, yeah, we're going to have no shortage of great games to play early next year. Uh, And then they showed this game called Project Eve, which didn't really interest me. It kind of looks like a Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, Final Fantasy mashup with sort of like a... I don't know, almost like Lovecraftian kind of vibe with this giant like starfish octopus monster <laughs> in space around the space station and you got this this female lead character who looks to have some kind of techno suit on that gives her abilities and I think people f- who love those kind of hack and slash adventure games that they're probably going to go bonkers over this because it, it does look good if I enjoyed that style of game, but I don't,
0: so. Sometimes I like those games. It just depends on what it is. Like, I tried playing the first Bayonetta, and it's a really good game, but I was just like, eh. Uh, I really like the Devil May Cry reboot, DMC.
1: Devil May Cry 5 is the latest one, right?
0: No, not the latest one. It was it was the the one that came out uh like five, more than five years ago, like six, seven years ago. It had that like punk looking guy on the cover. Yeah, I think you're right. DMC. I like that one. I haven't played five yet, and I, I'm looking forward to playing that one uh, eventually. Like I just, there's just too many other games to play. Oh my god, so many.
1: Uh, so yeah, next we had a look at Gran Turismo Seven, which it looks really good, but I'm just like we've had Forza dominating for so long now. I just. They really need to do something special to stand out, because after seeing Forza Horizon 5, it's, which looked amazing, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's cool that PlayStation has their own exclusive racing game, but I, I don't know if it can compete with the Forza games.
0: No. It's not going to come close to the Forza games. Ever since Forza Motorsport 3, I want to say, they've been dominating Gran Turismo.
1: I think it helps Forza that they have two different concurrent series going, so they alternate between the mainline Motorsport and then the Horizon one, which has actually become more popular than Motorsport. Yeah. They're like always staying in the public eye, whereas Gran Turismo, it's been forever since we've had a Gran Turismo game.
0: Yeah. Graphically looks amazing. The cars look sweet. I'm sure the DualSense features with this game is going to be out of this world, I don't know, it's just, there's something about Forza that just, I don't know, I don't have a word for it. I just think Gran Turismo was a really great IP a long time ago, but they've kind of lost their way over the years.
1: Yeah. Alright, well, let's move on to the big dogs. Uh, First, let's see, so we have two Marvel games from Insomniac. One was expected, the other one was a huge shock to us, and that is Wolverine. Which, I mean, Wolverine is one of the most popular Marvel characters, so it makes sense that that would be the next one after Spider-Man. Now, we just got a short little teaser, but I think that's all you need for now, just to, to let people know that it's happening. They just showed, like, Wolverine just got done with a bar fight, he's sitting at the bar. One guy gets up, tries to pull a knife on him, and you just see a close-up of Wolverine closing his fist and his claws coming out. That's all you need. It's got me hyped up. And from what I hear, it's going. To, Insomniac has confirmed this is going to be a full length game. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, because I know some people are like, "Oh, is it just going to be like a the short spinoff like Miles Morales?" Or, no, this is going to be on par with like Spider Man. Um, and speaking of Spider Man, unless you had anything else to say on Wolverine.
0: No, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say there. I just don't expect it anytime soon. Like that's going to be a 24 game.
1: Although you know, like insomniac man they their production rate is crazy like they must have like a thousand people working at their studio because they just put out ratchet and clank rift apart which is game of the year contender uh just at the end of last year maz morales came out which is still like on the top 10 charts it's selling great before that obviously they had spider-man ps4 which is like the fastest selling playstation
0: exclusive ever don't forget about the remaster, Jacques. They did work there, too. That's
1: true. They had that remaster they included with Miles Morales. And now they uh, got Wolverine coming in the next few years. And on top of that, we got a teaser for Spider-Man 2, which was expected, but still awesome to have it confirmed. And I did read, too, that this, they said this was running in real time on the PS5. This was not pre-rendered. So yeah, they just gave us a little short teaser, uh, Miles Morales and Peter Parker in full costume fighting a bunch of thugs, and it sounded like Craven the Hunter's voice was doing like a voiceover, basically saying, like, when, when, when am I going to get a challenger that's going to truly challenge me? And then it kind of, you hear a little noise in the alleyway, both Spider-Men look in the dark alleyway, and it zooms in real slowly lightning strikes you see the flash and you see venom's face and he's like we will or something like that really cool i I mean i think we all expected that venom would be in this game especially based on if you saw that end credit scene in the first spider-man game looks like probably uh they're gonna change him up a little bit and maybe uh what's norman osborne's son i'm forgetting his name harry of course Need to revoke my Spider-Man fan card for that. <laughs> uh, Harry Osborn looks like he's going to be Venom this time, possibly. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, no, it looks cool. I'm I, I'm in. I was in before it was even announced. What about you?
0: Oh, come on, please. You don't have to ask me that. I'm down. I'm in. I'm there. Day one. Launch the game. I'm playing it. Now, Jacques, do you think they might introduce some sort of co-op in this game? Since Miles is running around in that trailer?
1: Yeah, I do. I heard that thrown around by people online. I think that is a very good possibility. Why not? I want to say there was like a rumor, too, a while back that Insomniac was working on some kind of multiplayer component for this. And I think that that probably will happen. Now, Like, I don't know what it could be like. Because I know another superhero game that tried to do that. Wasn't it Arkham City...
0: Or was it Arkham Knight? Arkham Origins had multiplayer in it. Okay, that's what it was. No co-op campaign, but there was a versus mode where Batman and Robin are on one team and the other team were a bunch of thugs with, you know, rifles and shit, and it was like Gears of War style.
1: But those were more like missions in an enclosed space, so I'm wondering if they're going to do that, or if they are they going to have it where you can both, like, explore the open world and beat up bad guys? I would think so, because it's like Spider-Man. Why would you not have it where you could swing across the cityscape and, you know what I mean? I think they could totally pull it off.
0: I'm sure they'll figure that out. Yeah, that PS5 backpack is heavy right now for them. (laughs) They're carrying the system. not saying the other guys aren't doing anything, but Insomniac is just going above and beyond with the PS5, and they got two more games coming. Shit.
1: Yeah, and by the way, too... Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 are both PS5 exclusive. They will not be on the PS4. I don't think I don't think the PS4 could handle these games. Because from what I'm hearing, Spider-Man 2 is going to be huge. Because you're probably going to get all those boroughs in New York that they only kind of were on the outskirts in the first game.
0: Oh, like Queens and all those areas? Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: So, yeah, there's... Uh, let's see, and then there's the the final game, which was like the big one that we were all looking forward to. God of War Ragnarok, it has been confirmed that it is called God of War Ragnarok, everybody suspected as much. And uh, yeah, they, they showed us more than I thought they would. We actually got some gameplay, um, we got some you know cinematics, yeah, it was just kind of like a little like sizzle reel to kind of get us hyped up, and I think it looks phenomenal.
0: Yeah, Atreus is going uh, through puberty right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like Atreus has aged up a few years, looks like he's a teenager now. Which they had to do, because the actor, you know, child actors grow up fast, so... But it makes sense because of the... Well, I don't want to give away the end of the first one, but...
0: No, 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 no. let's, let's just say alone. it makes
1: sense that he's aged up a few years. Uh, Yeah, if you have not played the 2018 God of War, you should remedy that immediately. One of my favorite games of all time.
0: Oh yeah, it's up there for me. It's an amazing game. It's definitely the best God of War game. I mean, the, the other ones are cool, and I like them, but but this one's on a whole other level. One game of the year, back in 2018, I and it definitely deserved it. It beat Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption 2. Just an incredible game. Everybody should experience it.
1: And I, I would recommend, if you have not played the first game, don't watch this trailer, because there are spoilers in it. From the looks of it, it seems like this is pretty far along in development, so I think they can probably hit their release date of 2022.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they're going to hit it. You're going to get Horizon, God of War, and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, and I'm sure they got something else up their sleeve. Maybe it's Helldivers (laughs) 2. I know that's not a big game. Man,
1: next year is going to be crazy. Oh my god. And it looks like they've definitely, with the power of the PS5, this, now this will be on the PS4, but it looks like it's more opened up now. I think all the Nine Realms are going to be accessible. Um, You could just tell by looking at some of the environments on there, just really huge. It looks like the Lake of Nine is maybe frozen over because they showed this part where you can uh, ride these like sled dogs over the ice. Um, so that looks like a cool feature. It almost reminded me of Gears 5, that little, that skid that you would ride. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Skiff or whatever it was called. Uh, yeah, so there's not much else to say about that. It just, it fucking looks awesome. This is another game. Like, I, I was already sold as soon as I finished the first game.
0: Game's not even out yet, and it's already Game of the Year contender <laughs> for 22. I mean, yeah, it might be.
1: But yeah, that, that was, uh, that was the Sony showcase. Um, really solid overall. Sony just knows how to do these things.
0: A little sloppy in, in a few spots here and there, and, but overall the show was fantastic.
1: Yeah, not perfect. There was a little bit of a lull in the middle, but yeah, they finished out strong. All right, so yeah, uh, that's about it for the Sony Showcase. So moving on to Surprise Mechanics to finish out the show. Uh, a little reminder, Surprise Mechanics, it's just me and Michael both bring something to the table, neither one of us knows what it is. That's it. It's a surprise. So uh, let's see. Uh, I went first last week, so I'll let you go first this time, Mike.
0: Okay, Jacques. We're going to play a quick game. Now, I want you to guess the top 10 best-selling video game consoles of all time in the correct order. We'll start from the top, and we'll do one at a time. If you get one wrong, Jacques, the game's over. Just one? Yeah, just one. Just one. I'm going to make this very hard for you.
1: So this is like this is like a roguelike uh, quiz for me.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, Jacques. What's number one? What's number one? Tell me.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I know what the number one con- selling console of all time It's the PS2. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it is. Over 155 million.
1: Yeah, I don't think anything will ever catch that.
0: No, I don't think so. But you never know. You never know.
1: I mean, the, the, the PS5 is selling pretty damn well, so who knows over its lifetime. I think that the thing with the PS2, though, is it just had such a long lifespan.
0: Not only that, when it launched, it was the cheapest DVD player. Yep. So a lot of people bought this thing just to watch movies. That was the same thing with like the PS3
1: with the Blu-ray player. Yeah, Exactly. Because, like, on the other side was the Xbox 360, so that did not have... See, there was, like, this big uh, Versus thing at the time, because there was HD... Um, what was it called? HD DVD?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a...
1: That was, like, Microsoft proprietary, and then Sony had the Blu-ray, and they we didn't know at the time, like, which one would prevail. I mean, now we know. Like, Blu-ray fucking just killed HD DVD, so... <laughs> But then again, if you look back, I think the Xbox 360 actually, in its lifespan, may have sold... No, I think the PS3 sold more than 360, right? Not gonna tell you. I think it was, like, just by a little bit. Um, so, okay, I might as well go on to the
0: second highest selling. Oh, fuck. Now, think about it. You don't have to rush. Take a few seconds. But don't take too much time.
1: Because, like, I got to take into account all the old consoles, too, like in the 90s. Because mm-hmm. and... I, I have a guess, but I'm just not sure. I think it's the Wii, but I'm not positive. So, are we talking about handhelds, too? No handhelds,
0: but the Switch is a handheld and a console. It's a hybrid, so.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we'll, we'll include that.
0: Well, when it comes to Vita and PSP Game Boys, no, I don't have that on
1: here. I know there's no way I'm going to get these in order. Think about it, Chuck. Well, because I know the PS4 is up there, too. Like, that's like well over 100. That's like up to maybe 115, 120 million by now. But I I swear, like, the Wii just sold like fucking hotcakes, man. I'm just going to go ahead and say the Wii. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm wrong, aren't I? Yeah, you're wrong. Fuck, I knew it. I <laughs> He lost. <laughs> I don't really give a shit how much consoles sell, man. Like, I all the numbers, I'll leave that to Benji Sales or other people, you know?
0: All right, well, I can go through the list now. Well, let me, I'm sure some, can I
1: just, like, can I try, like, it won't, I won't win, but can I just, like, try from here on out to see?
0: No, no, no? sorry, that's not part of the rules. Man, no. this
1: game sucks, Mike.
0: All right, number two was the PlayStation 4 with 116.4 million. You got the number right. You said between 115 and 120. You got it right? Yeah, I couldn't decide if it was either that or the Wii. I should... Fuck. Oh, well. Number three, the PlayStation 1, 102.49 million. That is crazy. Yeah. Number four, Nintendo Wii, 101.63 million. There it is ps1 just barely edging out the wii
1: people love their playstations man
0: <laughs> yeah they're the top three right now because uh number five Jacques is the nintendo switch you want to guess the Ooh. number for that
1: uh i'm going to say 90 million 89.04 Ooh, close i can see that definitely surpassing the wii
0: That's going to pass the Wii, the PS1, and PS4, and I think it's going to come close to the PS2, but it's not going to beat it. Oh, you think it's going to pass the PS4? Yeah, the PS4 has 116.4 million, and the Switch has 89.04, and it's only been out for four years.
1: Yeah, you're right, and especially once they come, they come out with that pro model, like in another year or so. Which it's not a, it's not for certain, but I'm pretty sure they're gonna come out with another higher powered iteration. Yeah, that thing's gonna sell like crazy. Yeah, you're right, it's gonna surpass the PS4.
0: Now, this includes Switch light sales. I know some of the listeners are like, but that's a dedicated handheld.
1: No, that that's well.
0: But I know I'm just I'm just saying. Some are saying that like, oh, that's that's just strictly handheld. And you said no handhelds, but the Switch is weird. It is. I still consider it a console. I'll allow it. That's fair. Number six. (laughs) The PlayStation 3. 87.4 million. PlayStation again. Number seven. Xbox 360. 84 million. Now, the 360 numbers are just not impressive to me because so many people had to buy two, three 360s.
1: That is a very, very, very good point.
0: So when I see that number, I'm like, hmm, if the systems didn't die for everybody, (laughs) it'd probably be around 65, 70 million or maybe less. Yeah.
1: Now I know like I personally went through probably about three, but I didn't have to buy new ones because i sent them in and Microsoft fixed them for free. But I'm willing to bet not everybody did that. So some people probably did buy extra systems.
0: I did. Number eight, the Nintendo Entertainment System, 61.91 million. The old NES. Yeah.
1: My first console. That's what I like to hear.
0: Now, number nine, this is an estimate. And it said that on Wikipedia, estimate, because they stopped reporting sales numbers. The Xbox One, 51 million. We don't know the real number, but that's the guess from the experts.
1: Yeah, because, like, Microsoft doesn't report numbers, which is usually not a good sign that it means they're not selling as much as they would like.
0: All right, Chuck. you can guess the last one. What do you think number 10 is?
1: Well, thank you, you're so kind. <laughs> uh let's see, number 10. It has to be less than the Xbox One. So I have two in mind, because I'm thinking it's either a Nintendo system or... Or
0: there's no more PlayStations,
1: right? It's it's probably most likely a Nintendo system. I'm trying to figure out which one, though. Oh, man, I can see it being the SNES because that makes sense, but it could be the GameCube. It's probably like the fucking Wii U or some shit.
0: You know what? Fuck it. Wii U. I <sighs> have to talk to you about that in a few minutes. <laughs> no, it's not the Wii U. It's the Super Nintendo, 49.1 million.
1: I think we've already discussed, like, I just, I rarely go with my gut, and I should learn to start going with my gut more, because I was thinking SNES.
0: Shock! The Nintendo fans are yelling right now, and I have to correct you. The Wii U is the worst-selling Nintendo console.
1: Yeah, I thought so, because I remember that whole, like, because the reason why I'm not, like, I don't know a lot about this, because I've said before, like, the last uh, Nintendo system I owned was a 64, so I'm kind of out of the loop. I mean, I definitely keep up with Nintendo, but I'm not, like, super in the know. Want to know the Wii U number,
0: Shuck? What were they? <laughs> 13.56 million for hey. a Nintendo console. That yeah. is horrible. That's
1: beyond horrible. <laughs> that's that's like an embarrassment to Nintendo.
0: The PlayStation Vita, now this is an estimate, it sold between 10 to 15 million. They don't know the exact number, so it's possible the Vita outsold the Wii U. That, that is like, wow. That, cause, wow. <laughs> yeah, let that sink in. Really let that sink in. That, that is scary shit. PlayStation basically left Vita to die on the vine. People are still playing Vitas today. Not a whole lot of people touching that Wii U. So what was like, what was so bad about the Wii U? Fisher-Price tablet. Uh, the messaging when it launched was extremely confusing. The, the conference, they're like, here's the pad, here's this, it's the Wii U, and you know, here it is. Here. They're showing it off and everything. And people thought it was an attachment for the original Wii. <laughs> because they didn't show the console on the stage. When they went to the floor with the IGN guys and the GameSpot, you know, all of them, they were pointing at a thing in the glass, like, they're like, what is that? Oh, that's the console. And they're like, so it's not a Wii attachment? No, oh, no, no, no. So, the, yeah, the messaging was horrible. The thing was too expensive. It didn't have a lot of storage. Now, the library was a mixed bag. It did have some really good exclusives on there, like Mario Maker, uh, Super Mario 3D World. The Mario Kart on there is fantastic. They brought it over to the Switch. But third-party support was really bad on there. Now, I have two other consoles here, Jacques. I just want to shout them out real quick. Nintendo GameCube, 21.74 million. That's not good. To show you how weak that is, the original Xbox. A first-time console from Microsoft beat the GameCube, 24 million beat a Nintendo console so Nintendo was in a real bad place after the Wii U like they lost so much money on that thing if the switch failed they probably would have jumped over to the other consoles and put their games on there that's how bad it got
1: oh man I almost wish the switch would have failed then if that's yeah the we could have got
0: Mario on PlayStation
1: uh, and Xbox ah. but you know that's they're lucky that the, the switch just fucking exploded man
0: yeah, it's a great console.
1: So, I'm I'm curious now, how much did the N64 sell? Ooh.
0: Let me look that up real quick. Keep talking.
1: So, after the NES and then the SNES, and then I assume the N64 sold decently well. Every generation after that, it kind of like went every other console did well. because So, it seemed like the GameCube, although beloved by Nintendo fans, it seemed like it didn't sell that well. And then comes the Wii, which fucking exploded, sold. You couldn't even find Wiis at first for like a year or so. Then the Wii U was just a fucking utter disaster. (laughs) And then the Switch, once again, exploded. So does that mean like the next thing after the Switch is going to fail?
0: Maybe? I think they're going to ride the Switch out for many, 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 many years.
1: Well, the the cool thing about the Switch is it's like it was such a, a novel concept about like it being both a handheld and like a console you can hook up to the Uh tv i think that's what really made it do so well
0: okay i have the n64 numbers 32.93 million okay so i mean and what was the uh what was the wii 101 million and what was the snes 49.1
1: okay so the
0: wii is like when it really just skyrocketed that was like An uber-popular console. There were so many people buying that thing who didn't even play video games. You know, the grandmas and the grandpas playing Wii bowling and shit.
1: Yeah, because it had, like, the motion controls, those, like, Mm -hmm. little... I think that also is what helps uh, Nintendo, is, like, their little, you know, call them gimmicks, whatever. There's always, like, something with the console, starting with the Wii, probably.
0: But anyway, that's it. Uh, You know, different surprise mechanic this week. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope Jock enjoyed it. Uh, well, I, you probably didn't enjoy it too much, because he failed after the PlayStation uh, 2. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I enjoy going over like the history, though, of all the consoles. You know, maybe our listeners learned something as well as I,
0: so. Yeah, when you said the Wii U might be number 10, I was dying inside. Yeah, all the Nintendo oh, fans God. are like, you
1: fucking idiot, you're not even a true gamer. I, All right, Jack, I,
0: what's your surprise? Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, as I was saying it too, like, you know, you just know when you're completely wrong as you, but it still comes out of your mouth anyways. <laughs> I was like, I should have went with the SNES. But uh, yeah, anyway, I'll uh, move on to my surprise mechanic. So, you know, speaking of Nintendo, uh, you know how they have their Nintendo Land theme park? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, what if there was a PlayStation theme park? so and i thought me and you could both come up with some rides and attractions that could be a part of that so like i'll kind of i'll start off while you think of something i was thinking so first of all there could be a last of us part two aquarium (laughs) you know just like the game which that that aquarium is an actual aquarium in seattle so they could really just replicate it if that's legal i don't know if they could do that but i'm sure they could I mean, if you want to get graphic about it, too, you could even put, like, uh, blood stains in certain spots and whatever.
0: Wasn't there a dead body in that place (laughs) at one point?
1: Yeah, you'll have little kids walking by, like, oh, there's a, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to give spoilers, but there's that person (laughs) that's dead.
0: Oh, you know what they could have, Jacques? They could have, uh, like, animatronic watchers from, like, Horizon Zero Dawn, like, just walking around and shit. Maybe yeah. not the tall neck because that's too big.
1: No, no. I got an idea. Speaking of, I got an idea for the tall neck. You know those like observation towers they have at theme parks? Like you go up oh, and it's, yeah. okay. have a tall neck, but the very top with the head, like that disc, have it be like a little restaurant that you can eat on top of there. And then also I was thinking um, you could do like roller coasters too, themed roller coasters. Maybe do like a... Thunderjaw roller coaster from horizon all right yeah i could see that i could see a spider-man themed ripcord type ride like you know those things where they basically just like slingshot people yes yeah, yeah. you could just pretend like you're, you're web swinging you know you're just like swinging back and forth like a pendulum uh <laughs> you could have a uh twisted metal bumper cars they literally look like the twisted metal. Like you'll have a sweet tooth ice cream truck. And I think that would be fun.
0: You could do something with Kratos' axe. I don't know, some sort of uh, carnival type style game.
1: Like that one where you like hit the thing with the hammer and it like shoots yep. up the thing and hits the, uh-huh. the bell thing. Yep. Yeah, the strongman. Yeah, you could do that. Could you do anything with Deacon, like maybe his motorcycle? Like, uh,
0: I don't know. They could just have somebody cosplay as him driving around the park. Uh, no,
1: Well, you could do that, but you could also do like a carousel, but instead of horses, they're motorcycles.
0: <laughs> sounds like a great place.
1: Yeah, this is like a very odd theme park, but I, I like it. What's some other... Uh, you could even go back into the catalog. It doesn't have to be like the last few year exclusives. What's some other shit?
0: How about a SOCOM laser tag area?
1: Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool, the SOCOM laser tag. You could even do um you could do all like other shooters too, like a you could do a resistance ride. There so there's like this ride. I've been to Universal Studios once. And there there's like this Spider Man ride. There's also a Men in Black one. I don't know if they still have that, but essentially it's on rails. Like you get in this cart, you know, and You have this, um, like, a gun or something. It's, like, a little plastic, whatever. But it's sort of, like, the same principle as laser tag. Like, as you're going by, you can shoot things in the environment. So you could have something, like, maybe, like, an Uncharted, like, where you're going through a mine on a coaster and you're shooting enemies as you're going through.
0: They could have a whole treasure hunt area for Uncharted. Like, you're looking for some relics and... Oh, a rock climbing,
1: Uncharted rock climbing wall. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. I like that. That's good
1: and have like all the have the naughty dog yellow like the ledges and stuff so you know where to grab.
0: <laughs> this place needs a lot of professional actors walking around in costumes like Aloy and Nathan Drake and they're in character like in the Star Wars parks that they created. Yeah, just like
1: Disney World. Yeah, you have all the characters walking around. Yeah. You got uh Spider Well, they might be able to do Spider-Man cuz technically Sony does own the rights to Spider-Man so I cuz he does have his own Disney World thing too. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, just do something different. What's some, like, older characters, though?
0: You can have, like, Sly Cooper and Ratchet & Clank suits walking around the park like they're Mickey Mouse.
1: You know what, dude? You could actually just have a a Ratchet & Clank roller coaster for kids, though, like a smaller roller coaster. And it could be like you're going through the dimensions, like Rift Apart, because there were, like, uh, parts in that game where you're on rails. Just have it be Mm -hmm. that one area where, you know what I'm talking about, where you're on rails. Just, yeah, replicate that somehow, but just, like, shrink it down for kids. That This sounds like fun, man. I'm actually kind of disappointed it'll never happen. <laughs> oh, th- you know what I just thought of, though? I, I can't believe I didn't even put this together. I heard that Ubisoft was actually looking into getting their own theme park.
0: Oh, please, come on. You're going to ruin Splinter Cell again for me? You <laughs> have Sam Fisher there somewhere, but you won't give me a game? They still won't include Sam Fisher. You could do, like, a laser tag uh, Splinter
1: Cell thing, too, where you all have your goggles on and go in night vision mode.
0: Yeah, they'll sell cheap night vision goggles, and that's about it. That's all the Splinter Cell you're going to get. I mean, the
1: the, the whole park would just be, like, ridiculously big, like, way too big for a park, and you would just, like, wander around doing the same shit over and over and over, just like a Ubisoft game.
0: I don't think Microsoft could do one. Well, eh, now that they own Bethesda now, Before, it would have just been Spartans and and Cog soldiers from Gears of War just walking around everywhere. Which would be cool. I mean, then they could sell
1: Lancers and, like, the Master Chief helmets and...
0: Yeah, kids, step right up and get your Gears of War Lancer with the chainsaw on. (laughs) Yeah, you get to take
1: pictures with, like, Marcus Phoenix and, uh... Oh, my God, I'm forgetting the names of the enemies in Gears. Locust. Locust. I'm losing my damn mind, man. I can't remember anything anymore.
0: Oh, you can have Cortana be the uh, main voice of the park.
1: Yeah, there she you talks go.
0: talks over the speakers. Yeah.
1: It's like, in, you know, Mass Effect when you come into the Citadel and you have that AI pop-up? She could be like that, where yeah, she yeah. kind of just tells you, like, what is where. Yeah. You could do, like, a Hellblade mirror maze. Like, you know, those mirrors where it's all, like, different shapes and...
0: Just put speakers all over the place and have, like, voices come out <laughs> everywhere.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, what else... I mean, I'm sure you could do something like shootery, because they have a lot of shooters.
0: I mean, if they still own Mass Effect, they could have done something with that, but you know, they let it go <laughs> many, many years ago. And I still can't believe that. I, I'm still shocked that Microsoft let Bioware go after the first Mass Effect game, and it was a big hit. It was a game of the year contender, and they're like, nah, we're good.
1: Yeah, man, well, they let uh, Alan White go, too, and KOTOR for a little bit, and I can't believe PlayStation got that as an exclusive, timed exclusive, but still.
0: Still, that's gonna sting Microsoft for a little while.
1: I, I did think of something, Like You could have, like, a, you know the little go-kart racing? You could have warthogs. <laughs> or maybe they're too big, maybe have, like, the little, um, what's the smaller ones, like the quads? The mongooses? Yeah, the mongoose or mongoose mongoose
0: <laughs> i've never heard a halo player call them mongooses before
1: that, that just made me think of uh that one mode they had on there for a limited time where your partner is on the back of your mongoose and you have a rocket launcher you'd just be like shooting each other driving by on valhalla and just like you'd see like mongoose like flying all over the place <laughs> Yeah, people would shoot the ground
0: behind the uh, mongoose. Yeah, and they just go, like, twirling, air. like, yeah. doing
1: fucking, like, a 780 in mid-air, just flipping.
0: Good times. That was when uh, Halo had fun multiplayer.
1: See, that's what I'm hoping uh, is a return to form with Infinite a little bit. It's like back to that Halo 3 era where you just had the, the fun multiplayer with with all the unique modes they would bring in, Griffball ball mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing Halo Infinite. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my surprise mechanic. Not bad.
0: It's different. I like it.
1: Yeah, considering I only came up with it maybe an hour before we went live, uh, not too bad.
0: (laughs) I've done that before.
1: But uh, anyway, I'm going to take us out. That is the end of our show. So if uh, you would like to visit us on social media, we're at Boundless Gamers on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we'd also appreciate it if you would follow us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Uh, Otherwise, we just want to thank everybody for listening every week, and we definitely appreciate your support. We do this for you. Not really, entirely. We do it for ourselves, too. Uh, A little of both. A little of both. Yeah, that's a fair compromise. We're, like, a little bit selfish, but not entirely. But as long as you enjoy some of our selfishness, then, you know, everybody wins. It's a good way of looking at it. But, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy this episode. We will be back next week. So, until then, I am Jacques. I'm Mike. And we'll see you next week.